You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Summer Camp, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I'm your host and camp director, Maurice Skatewood. Tonight on Summer Camp, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's campiest flicks, cult classic motion pictures, and fan favorite films. Please welcome my co-host, assistant director, the hip-hop legend himself, Dead Lee. Yes, sisters are doing it for themselves. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, they are. And our director of residential life, the man from the future, Mr. Legionnaire. It's the 90s. Plastic surgery is like good grooming. Ain't that the truth? And our first aid director, the one we call The Voice, Damian Nova. Some work. She's a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> And our activity leader, the artist known as Vanetta Berry. Hey, y'all. Looks like I'm wasting away here. Okay. And last but certainly not least, our head chef serving it up hot, 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 and spicy, Derek Anthony. Tonight in the mess hall, we will be entertaining. Guns and Roses. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. All right, before we begin, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements on how you can interact with us via social media. Thank you for the intro, and sorry for the microphone feedback. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r-summercamp. Follow us on Tumblr, summercamp dash pcr.tumblr.com Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, 
Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. It's time for your feature presentation. Back to you, camp counselors. Oh, not again. Sorry for the feedback. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector so that we can discuss 1996, The First Wives Club. Here's the official synopsis of the film. After years of helping their husbands climb the ladder of success, three wives have been dumped for newer, younger models. But the trio is determined to turn their pain into gain. They come up with a clever, devious plan to hit their exes where it really hurts. In the wallet. Sit back and watch the sparks fly as the wives get mad, get even, and get it all. Justice has seldom been so sweet or so much fun. All right. And as usual, we're going to do this rapid fire. Who's seen this before? Legionnaire. Yes. Deadly. I did. I did. Yes, I did. Derek Anthony. I am a man who occasionally lays down with other men. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Banana. Banana. Yes, I have seen this before. And Damian Nova. Yep. Guess what? I had not. Who? <laughs> really? Are you? Okay. How? How did you not I, see I'm... this? I, I, I mean, it, it's not like showgirls where you actively avoid it. Come on. <laughs> I had not it's seen on one it. channel and it's on another channel. Like, it's, like it's <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how, but I, I missed this one. <laughs> and can I just say this? It is like Showgirls because Elizabeth Berkeley was in it. So there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the same character. She yeah. is. I'm in it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this. Another all-star cast. Another Bat Miller movie. Uh, Goldie Hawn, Bat Miller, Diane Keaton, Maggie Smith, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Stalker Channing, Victor, oh, thank Garber, you. Victor Garber, Stephen Collins. We're going to talk a little bit about him in a little separate side uh, thing later. Elizabeth Berkeley, Marsha Gay Harden. Did you was Marsha Gay Harden fab or what? Mm. I was like, all right. 
Yeah, she served it. I like that. Yeah, that yeah, you know, I was not used to seeing her like that. You know, she plays uh, you know, gritty, gritty chicks. You know, <laughs> and Mr. Bronson Pinchot, Falky. Uh, Did you say Heather Locklear? Heather Locklear. Y'all, y'all, okay. You want to finish the list, y'all? No, 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 I just don't want you to miss her. That's she was fab. Heather Locklear was fab, though. Um, I'm skipping over some of the guys, because let's be honest. This, this, Ivana Trump, Kathy Lee Gifford, Gloria Steinem had a little end. Little Gloria Steinem had a little. Uh, Leah Delaria. Yeah, Leah Delari, that's just right. You know. Thank you, Freeman. And the rest. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> Roll call. No shout out to J.K. Simmons, the hardest working man. I, I just saw. I he just said that. Oh. Yeah, J.K. J.K. Simmons playing another J.K. Simmons cop role. Right. Cops and cops and Nazis. I'm going way down on the Mississippi. John Stewart. Hmm? Scenes. No, John Stewart didn't make it into the. No, movie. no, no. I'm looking. I'm looking at the. But this is uh, John Stewart. Scenes. Scenes deleted. That's funny. And then they got Helen Ackley uncredited. Way down on the list here. Mm. Hilarious. But anyone, I mean, anyone, you know, Holly Lockler was huge on TV. I mean, she was on two shows at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, was it TJ Hooker and Dynasty? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she did both of those at the same time. Yeah, like working out. Marky Post did the same thing, right, with Night Court and um, the Fall Guy, right? Uh... Didn't, they, didn't they overlap? That's a hard one. I don't know because I never watched the Fall Guy, so I didn't know she was in that. I think Fall Guy was right before Night Court. I think it was like so, right before it. So she didn't cross. She didn't. She no, didn't I think it was in syndication when Night Court was on. Okay. Mm. Well, that well, the dude that played Oscar Goldman, he was on Bionic uh, Woman and Six Million Dollar Man at the same time. Yeah. 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 Same universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Deadly, you get points for not calling the show the Bionic Man and calling it by its proper name. That's right. <laughs> See, that's why we call him the hip hop legend. <laughs> not because just because he spits hot fire, but because he. And just because I want to call out Bionic Hot Fire. What was that, Legionnaire? I said, and just because I have to call out Dame Maggie Smith again. Yeah. yeah. She was. Yeah. I mean, again, there's something about an kills. actress who can come in and, you know, with just a couple scenes. Right. You know, Four lines and 15 looks and killed everybody in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just two and eye rolls was- and it was over. And she was just like she had no stock in in the outcome of anything, but she was no. still down for just just being a nefarious diva, you know. <laughs> I mean, it didn't affect her life at all, but she was like, okay, whatever, yeah, I'll do it. Shit, 
But I was like, because yeah, she was a, she was once a first wife as well as a second, yeah. third, and fourth wife. <laughs> if Did you say Sarah like? Jessica Parker, SJP? Yes, SJP. Sarah Jessica. Mm-hmm. So when okay, so where did Who's this? Who's definitely fall? not as sexy as she thinks she is in this movie? Where did this fall in her? Like, what has she been in to this point? She was in it's, Square Pegs. Square oh, Pegs. Oh. Who sang the theme like song? Square like, Pegs. But I don't think they the like waitresses. The waitresses who also did. I know, I know what boys, boys like. like. Yeah, and Christmas stocking. Mm. All right, '80s children. She was also <laughs> in um, Annie with Victor Garber before this, so that was also kind of a cool connection. Yeah, that's right. Victor Garber, who plays on the the Legends of Tomorrow now, it's, <laughs> yes. it's Professor Stein, one half That's of this. Professor Stein. Yeah, yeah. one, one half, half of Firestorm. This. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, that's, that's Dr. Star. Mm. All yeah. right. So the movie starts with Starker Channing. And I was like, how is this going to turn? This is going to turn into a comedy, right? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> so the movie does start at a very depressing point. Yeah. <laughs> it starts, but, you know, Rich, the comedy. Yeah. Right. I, kind of, <laughs> I kind of wanted to see more of Star Trek. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, she, she, you know, she set it off. At least they didn't get some anonymous, you know. Almost wish they had. Actress. Say what? Nobody oh. else would have sold it as well. I mean, Star Trek sold that, that suicide bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was... You saw she was ready to go. It was like, damn, yeah. she, damn. Ooh, right, she giving she away was, jewelry. Yeah, right, she, she was ooh. in pain. She was in pain. It was like, ooh, okay, girl. She came out in her fur and her house clothes and her cigarette. What was the neighbor? The neighbor said to her, the neighbor said something to her. The neighbor just waved at her. Yeah, she just yeah. yeah, she was on she was on the tread on the cycle. Yeah, that young fit girl waved at her, which was right. the exact wrong thing she needed to see at that time. <laughs> exactly. Like, the exact just, last thing she wanted to see as she's going out. And that and that and that was the response she gave. I will That's... slightly tilt my head and slightly raise my glass. <laughs> I the bitch pushed her over the edge. Literally. So, we have a powerhouse cast here. Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, Diane Keaton as the three leads. And I like when I watch a movie and you feel like, well, I can't imagine three other people playing these parts. I mean, you can, but like, it's almost like fantasy football. You know, it's like I, I couldn't imagine three other actresses playing playing this part, playing these parts. Um, mm. Then these three. Just hope they don't try to remake it. Um, you know, I would like to see that. That might be fun. <sighs> okay, so let's play a little oh. game of let's play a little game of who would you cast? 
I think it would be funny to cast maybe one of the second wives. Well, then they couldn't be the first wives, but like if Sarah Jessica Parker came back and she played an older wife. Yeah. yeah. But, Heather Locklear and Elizabeth Berkeley you want back? Oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> that, I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm going to say that, something now. Not that deep, okay? I'm going to say something now, and it's going to make me very unpopular on this podcast, or at least with the crew of this podcast. I believe that Sarah Jessica Parker really only has one note. Yeah, I agree. But let me let me ask you this because we said this about Elaine Baranski a couple weeks ago. Does she have one good high note? <laughs> you know, because some actresses are kind of very like, medium, right? But does she have a high note, or does she, or, or is she like, uh, uh, you know, she's an alto. She's an what alto. Was the, what was the, what was it's, the name of that movie? The 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 Tannenbaums. That's the name of the Royal Tannenbaums. It was the Christmas. It was the Christmas movie that Diane uh, Keaton was in. Also, and And who was in? Oh, the Family Stone. The Family Stone, which was a enjoyable movie, except Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. Well, do you think she played the same? Well, what about New Year's Eve? New Year's. Okay, let's name some Sarah Jessica Parker movies. Oh, not New Year's Eve. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Wait, is New Year's Eve one of those movies where they went and got fifty stars? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched. I've never seen any of those movies. Oh, it's so painful. I have avoided those like no girl. Do you think she played the same? Like most of her movies, like what was the movie she made with? Um, okay, so she was in Hocus Pocus. She was in this. She was in. Wasn't she an uh, author in New Year's Eve too? Wasn't wasn't she yeah. an author in that too? It's she like, played okay. a mother. She played a mother role. Yeah, she, she, she had a teenage teenage yeah. daughter. And... Yeah, she so was boring. in. Uh, she was in Footloose as Rusty. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be as unpopular as I thought I was. Uh, L.A. Story. She was in L.A. Story with um 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 um. um. God dang it! Who's the other person in that? Steve uh, Martin. I don't think just Sarah Jessica Parker's appeal is her acting ability. I think it's her. She's very. What's she's the word? Th- she's charismatic. She's yes. She has a lot of sh- her her screen presence is to me. That's the way I see Will Smith. But we won't go down that road. But she's she's really. I mean, you know, she has a lot of. I don't know. She's. I don't know. She's 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 cute. Every girl quality. Is yeah, she's, she's cute. I don't. Th- I think. I don't think. I think she she when she was younger she had this sort of like I'm natural I look like a real person I don't have a lot of yeah. surgery and so I think right. women mm-hmm. kind of like her because you know because of that she had a horse she, face right like I like her she has better clothes than me but she's not really prettier than I am you know she's it's like mm-hmm. it's like so women will relate can relate to her that way she looks like a real person but I I never thought that her her range charming. I mean, Charming. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, but I think she found the right role with, with the one with the, um, you know, uh, good way. Was the show? And she de- and she generally and it's funny because you're right as have, as I think of her roles, 
her characters do all have a certain charm about them, even if they're not necessarily likable. But a, a serious departure from that is the show Divorce. And mm-hmm. not that I would tell anybody to run out and watch it, but her role in that movie, I'm she is charm. The TV show, yeah, I'm sorry. She is charm free. What is it on? It's it's, it's on uh, HBO. It's on HBO. And and I was going oh, I to I was going to argue with Legionnaire, but then he said at the end her role is charm free and I can't argue with him. You can't. About I, that. I, I, I can't. I can't. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. You are absolutely correct. I'm, I, and, like, I watched that. I watched the first season of that, and like every episode, I just wanted to like hit her with a frying. You just wanted to hit her with a shovel. Every episode, you just wanted to hit her with a shovel. But anyway, just, just, I mean, because I know we talk about how her acting is, and I don't disagree. I, I agree with everything that's been said. But it's, and I wouldn't necessarily tout this role as something that's you know, breakout and different, but it's just interesting how her characters are, have a certain thing about them, but in this role in this series, it's like, girl, I just want to kick you in the teeth. <laughs> I kind of see her as the Leah, Mich- the, the, the Leah Michelle of her day. <laughs> you know? I'm in a movie and I'm acting, you yeah. know, I, I, I actually I, forgot she was in this. Like, I totally forgot. Like, most of the stuff I see her in, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, she is in this because I, I just she's never like memorable. All the movies you guys named, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> because she's never that memorable in anything she's ever been in, except for I guess this new show. But she's just well, yeah, but, I mean, just it's of, only because she's headlining it. But other I was gonna say it's just her and dude. So it is, it is a testament to her persona that we have been talking about her for 10 minutes so we will i I will i I will give her that so so we've got um talking about dragging her because those are two different things but anyway (laughs) Um. but okay so we've got these three powerhouse actresses goldie hawn bet miller and diane keaton um and i thought they did a good job i didn't think anyone was carrying the movie any more than anyone else. Goldie Hawn's character was a little bit different than than the other two. Um, but uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Diane Keaton's character first. Mm-hmm. Are we are we Diane Keaton fans or are we are we indifferent? Are we like oh I love Diane Keaton or or what? I. I I like Diane Keaton, but I guess I like Diane Keaton, and it's going to sound real fucked up. I like Diane Keaton for the same reason I kind of dislike Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> because Diane Keaton also plays the same type the of same role. same person. I always like those people. <laughs> but she, 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 she does angsty, anxious, neurotic. She does that very well. I, yeah. will, I will definitely agree. In, in a they way all that. run together, though. They <laughs> all run together. Like I, but you, you cannot throw like an, a modern Diane Keaton movie at me and expect me to know the difference between any other Diane Keaton movie because they're so all the same. They're. So <laughs> I, I think part of the part of the issue I have with Diane Keaton is that they they I don't know if it's in her contract, 
but they style her as herself in her movies. Mm. They, the characters are styled to look exactly the way she looks in real life, and I always think that's kind of weird. Um, I thought she was good in this. I thought she she kind of veered into Mary Tyler Moore territory a couple times um, in some of her her uh, delivery, but I I did like the character. She's a she's an actress. Where I would ask I would ask you, Damien. She might have two notes. Is one of them is is a a high? It might not be a high B, but it might be. A, mm. You know, it might be. A, right. You know, mm. I don't think I don't I don't think you know she. Uh, I think for this role though, she was very well cast. Either that or the role was written for her. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it could be that. You know, when you get as big as these actresses are. Yeah. I doubt if they auditioned for these parts. I could be wrong, but you know. Well, Bette Midler did. Bette Midler auditioned for the Elise, Elise part, and Goldie Hawn ended up getting that. Ha! Huh. Well, they wanted someone who who was who looked like they had been preserved. But I, you know, hats off to Goldie Hawn. Uh, well, let's talk about she her. Killed now. it. For her playing this part that kind of touched a little bit on reality. <laughs> you know, I yeah, think, I think of, each of their parts did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, well, I mean, a little bit. Like, Goldie Hawn, like... Their own reality, yeah. She... You know, I'm sure a lot of her good looks and youthfulness comes from her you know, eating right, exercising, and stuff like that. But, you know, there has been some, you know... Well, yeah. Other stuff go- going on, but... She does not look artificial. No stranger to the night. Mm. Yeah, but she does not look artificial. I never thought Mm. she looked over. She does now. She does now. Yeah, Yeah, now she does. Yeah, she looks like she's in. She looks like she's in cats now. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Now and forever. (laughs) (laughs) How face she no move? (laughs) Does her does her face move? Now y'all know that Nicole Kidman listens to the show. So every time I say something bad about her, I gotta pay for her next Botox treatment. <laughs> Do you think that her face moves more than than I think her face moves more than Nicole Kidman? Well, Nicole Kidman is made of ice. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Ice queen. <laughs> She's literally an ice oh. sculpture that talks. <laughs> so <laughs> But y'all have to admit, y'all have to admit in the Golden Compass, her face did not move. No one's face moved in the Golden Compass. Well, everything else was computer animated polar bears and the little computer animated dogs look more real than she did. Yeah. But I mean Goldie Hawn, but Goldie Hawn always had that girl next to little California girl kind of look. And I, I think in this movie, I, she could poke a little bit of fun of herself, and, I, and I'm glad that she had enough, like, uh, you know, that she was. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't think some actresses would have even even went there, you know. Mm. But uh, so, what did you all think of her portrayal as Elise Elliot Atchison? I think she did great. I think she did a good job. I could not. It's hard to imagine Jessica Lange in that role. Yeah. Oh, was she supposed to play? Yeah. That, that's what the director originally wanted. Yeah. 
Oh no. Oh. And I love me some Jessica, but me too. That, but it that's, was just that's like, Goldie I, Hawn. That's all. Yeah, Goldie yeah. But it even says that they actually rewrote the character, and and it and that's how it ended up going to Goldie. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. All of their parts seemed very personal to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. once once you got to the actual once you got beyond the everybody's talking over each other thing because that got on my nerves. But it, <laughs> once you got past that, it was like, wow, these people are really dedicated to these roles because this kind of, kind of them. You know what I mean? Like Bette Miller's battle with her weight and and Diane Keaton's sort of mousiness and you know Goldie Hawn dealing with getting older because I mean she was a kid on Laughing, mm-hmm. so it's like. You know, it's it's interesting. It was it, that part was interesting. That part. I, it was funny because like, I didn't remember. I just want to point out it was just that part that was. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't remember what movie Goldie Hawn had won an Oscar for. Uh, Did you was, for Benjamin? Uh, Cactus Flower. Cactus oh. Flower. Yeah, uh, she should have won one for Private Benjamin. But um, but that was a good movie. It was funny. Um, but um, I, you know, so a lot of parallels, a lot of parallels with with this uh, with this character in her. And uh, so we moved to Bette Midler, who played Brenda Morelli uh, Cushman. Uh, and I, in, in some ways, even though I said earlier I didn't think anyone like carried, carried the movie more than in, anyone else, but I do kind of feel like Bette Midler. No, was, no, no, was, no, 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 was no, a little, no. I kind of felt like, like her character was the most sort of centered in a way, even though I don't know her, her character seemed more more normal in some ways than the than the other two. I it think was more realistic. dealing with something you could better wrap your head around. Yeah. Better yeah. relate to. It wasn't yeah. as it wasn't as movie-fied as the other two's. Like right. hers was I I'm split I've split up with my husband and he's with this younger girl and I'm dealing with being a mother, a single mother right now. He's taking all the money, but I still love him and we still I know him so I know this is just a phase and it, it's very real. It was very honest. She's a Jewish um, mother. Which ironically enough is why I hate the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. I kind of hated that too. I mean, we you know we don't think linearly in in this on the show. If you want to jump to anything, you know, we can. I I um, just I did not like that they got back together in the end. I didn't either. I didn't either. Uh, I I because because this is my thing. Okay, yes, I still love you, but you were willing to literally leave me ass out. To be with this hoe over here. I can't. I mean, what happens the next time you decide to leave me ass out and be with this hoe over here again, even though I have control of the money now? And I don't want you to stay just because I got control of the purse strings. Uh, purse strings. So, no, you can go back. You can go bye bye with that. Yeah, he was like yeah. a used car salesman. He was nasty. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that either. I don't know, at first, I was kind of like, did that really end like that? I, I that was just way too much Hollywood ending for me. Well, let's leave. But you didn't know. they? But isn't this based on a real, a true story? Like, is this is, this is based on a real thing? 
like these three women got together and created this thing in New York and for first wives. This is real. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely Hollywood defied, but it's right. it's based on a real thing. And I thought that at the end, like the, the whole story, the whole reason Diane Keaton was narrating was because um, they that like the parts that she was narrating were the actual real parts. Everything else was sort of Hollywood. Right. Am I wrong? I, 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 I know it was. I know it was. I, know it was, I don't was, know that it was a real story. Right. I know that it was based on the book, but I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. I thought, I thought, the book I thought was it. Okay. But I wonder if the shelter or whatever they, um, in in real life was a battered women's shelter, or you know, because I can imagine someone just opening like a first wives. Like I can imagine them having a first wives club, but the women's center that they probably built was in real life was probably for battered women or yeah. you know. Mm. So well. All right. So we have these three powerhouse actresses did you feel like um virgin mary bloody mary and vodka on the rocks <laughs> exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this to, i'm gonna throw this to vanetta vanetta was there any moment where you were like wanted to baby shake any of these women like <laughs> Like, where is your where is your brain? Or I mean, did any of it? A lot of it kind of resonated in different ways. Um, as a as a card carrying member of the First Wives Club, I'm just like <laughs> shaking my head and thinking. You know, I remember watching this movie. And I was much, much younger going, oh, that's really funny. Ha ha, revenge. And then <laughs> after <laughs> after becoming a first wife, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes so much more sense. So it, I, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I really did not like the ending as well. Like as a kid, when I watched the movie, I was just like, I think I was a teenager, and I watched it, and I was just like, oh, yeah. They get back together happily ever after. Woo-woo. But as an adult, I'm looking at it like, nah. Right! I would not. That's, that's unrealistic. Right. Completely and unrealistic. Because, again, you didn't just leave me out there. There were points <laughs> in that movie where he was fucking hurtful to her. Yes. Like that whole scene in the in the department store. Right. You know, where he literally blames her for her showing up and you know, now you causing the scene, now you don't listen. Hmm, fuck that. <laughs> well, I you know, financial the financial abuse for me was the most heinous to mm -hmm. her because she makes the statement that, come on, babe, we got to, you know, this bar mitzvah is the only thing I can get your dad to agree to pay for. 
Right. Which means that anything else that they have or are getting is very minimal compared mm-hmm. to the way. And when you see his house and all the accoutrement he has in his house, and then you see her little apartment. Right. I mean, that's the stuff that I was just like, yeah. In in most in most we hear about a few high profile um, divorces where the women get a lot of money, but in most wealthy marriages, the vast majority when they split, they do not. The women are not getting those type of settlements, and and people think just because what you see on TV or you may read some articles about oh this. You know, this tycoon had to pay his ex-wife this such amount of money, but in a lot of cases, it's not. And and, and mm-hmm. if you look at it, if you look at it in this, um, it's a law in California, course, isn't it? Mm-hmm. On the lower scale, if you look at it on the lower scale, you know, the average wom- woman who gets a divorce a lot of times, you know, these women are middle class women. They end up on, on, on food stamps or welfare or whatever. You know, struggling to to take care of sometimes two or three kids or or what have you. So there there are parts of it where I was just like, um, in the sense that a lot of times the men do do kind of uh, get everything. And it's funny that Ivana Trump was in the uh, movie because the only reason she got. What she got was because it was proven that she helped build those businesses, mm-hmm. those hotels right, right. and stuff. If she yeah. had not, if, that, if they had not proved that she had helped build those businesses, she would not have gotten what she got. You know, if she was just a trophy wife who didn't work, didn't do anything, it's, it's, it's likely that she would not have gotten the, the kind of uh, uh, money. Thing money that yeah. she did. Well, that's why yeah, he won't move from New York, because New York doesn't have that law in place. And doesn't doesn't California have that law in place where wives get 50% whether or not, whether or not they sign it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So in, in New York, I know it's very different. That's why this movie sometimes didn't make any sense. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, like, she had to fight. Like, Goldie Hawn's character had to fight basically to go back and get all her shit back that she had given him as a gift. Like she had to walk in there and sort of steal her shit back because those laws weren't in place. Whereas in California, if this movie took place in California, it would have been a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been a completely different movie. So, um, I don't know. Goody Han, Goody Han, uh, Oh yeah, I own a building. <laughs> Don't I get all yeah, just off the blue. Oh yeah, I own a building down downtown. <laughs> I own a when in were you going to tell us that? In downtown New York City. Yeah, downtown New York City. In, in Manhattan. Okay, how, no, no, I'm in thinking Manhattan. how many. The taxes alone. How many movies have you been in? You know, like. <laughs> Like, bitch, you would have had to be on 10 TV shows. I mean... Well, now, it depends. It depends. And it depends where downtown. On on where it is and when she bought it. Yeah. Yeah. If it was the 80s or the 70s, then, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, she could have got that shit. Done. Actually, the building looked like it was from the eighties. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bitch. The only actresses that got that kind of money are the Olsen twins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. But this was 1990. But even so, even in 1996, though. Yeah, yeah. That would have been that would have been a crap load of money. But I mean, yeah. it could have. Like could've, I said, it, it, like, it depends. It depends on when she bought it. Because if she bought it, the earlier she bought it, um, and she just kept it. Yeah. Yeah. True. It, it didn't necessarily have to be that expensive. True, true. And it did look more like a studio space than a, yeah. you know, there wasn't a skyscraper, so. Um. And in the 90s, everybody could live in New York for some reason and mm. not have to work 15 jobs and have 12 roommates because, mm. you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the friends cast were fine for the jobs that they had and um, they should have been homeless, every single one of them. Everything except for Ross, mm-hmm. except for Ross, maybe, but what everybody the, else should have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, then the one girl worked at a Starbucks—not Starbucks, but a coffee shop. Yeah, and her apartment was still nicer than mine in the '90s. And it's like, girl, there's no way. <laughs> there's, there's no way. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot. Of, a lot of TV shows have have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like there's no damn way. You I would like so. to say something about yeah. Elisa's fan, my girl Boo from Orange Is the New Black. Oh, I was yeah. just like, Oh yeah, she had a job too! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cool, and she's still playing. You know, she's she's still being her. That was awesome. She that was a big one, a big one. Mm. She's a lesbian. Yeah. I believe what she's you, a lesbian. What did you guys think of, think of the daughter? How willing she was to help bring her father down? Oh, I love the daughter. Uh, that that was she, cute. She, she was there for her mom. I appreciated that. Mm. I like how she was going in at it. Um, you didn't go to to spend the night with him, did you? And it right. made it sound like it was like... You were at that man's house. That yes. Man's house. <laughs> He's my husband. She was not having it. She was like... Mm. No, he, he is your father. He was like, oh. <laughs> that was a cute reveal, the way they did that. You were, like, you, yeah. you were at that man's house. Oh, well, you know, he is still your father. <laughs> and he was like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> And he too was an asshole. I did enjoy her breakdown when she found out that the that the therapist she was paying for was sleeping yes, with her. That was sleeping uh, with her husband. Oh, especially oh, because she couldn't get angry before. I, I, I that was sorry. <laughs> she punched her with that thing. Marsha Gayhart was funny though. Okay, she can work with this. I was like. This is like <laughs> She didn't try to make it. She's not to be angry. Annie, let's use this. Like, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so the bitch, I'm like, you, use you. 
Well, I would have found <laughs> something, something. something. That, that would have been a different movie. Because that's one of those. That's one of those times where you can't. I mean, are you white in New York too? You a white woman in New York? She could have got away with murder. <laughs> oh yeah. If <laughs> the Annalise, she could have got away with all that Absolutely. murder. <laughs> All the murders. Like, I don't know what happened. I found out that my husband was with the therapist. We had been going to the fix our marriage, and the next thing I knew, everybody in the room was dead. <laughs> I blacked out. I blacked everybody out. Was in pieces. <laughs> I loved all the physical comedy stuff. I needed more of that, like the slapping, the three stooges slapping scene, and the and oh, the one day were the window washing thing. Too, I love that scene with them on the window washer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You look great, and she does the whole. Oh, thank you. Oh, you look great. <laughs> that was funny. So let's talk about these guys. Okay, we have um, Dan Hedaya as Morton Cushman, Victor Garber as Bill Atchison, and Stephen Collins as Aaron Paradis. 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 So, uh, and we can, we can throw Balky in there. So we got Bronson Pinchot as Duarte Feliz. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, I just wish he had more lines. I love Bronson Pinchot. He always oh. sort of gets, he always sort of gets I, that, I those two, that, uh. <laughs> those <laughs> two or three lines. <laughs> One of the 10 worst interior decorators. I love that. Oh my <laughs> that was God, funny. I loved it. <laughs> When he screamed at that chair, I was dead. It's <laughs> agony. He's like, cover it up. This chair is agony. Oh, my God. I was out. So, why don't you think Bronson Pinchot's career... It, was he was he one of those actors who was sort of ambiguously gay? You know, like, back in the mm. day, like... Back in the day, like, a lot of these guys, like actors they would sort of languish in the soaps you know like people knew that they were gay in Hollywood so they never sort of made that jump from but he got some pretty big opportunities but things never really like I remember when he played in the Stephen King it was a miniseries called The Langoliers I was gonna say he, he always struck me as one of those actors that that really wanted to break away from Balky. roles Balky. That, would, that that linked him to Balky, <laughs> but was never really able to do it because he's done things outside of that. But I think it's yeah. one of those things where he's that that character has become so iconic that yeah. he's not going to be able he's not able to get away from it. And I think mm-hmm. he's always had it's just so weird because that show was okay. Well, yeah, but. Robin Williams was a man of many faces. Now, right. uh, Bronson Pinchot has sort of one face, and it's sort of he has to sort of work with that one face exactly. he has. Exactly. And it, and it, it's sort of every time you see him, it's like, oh, Belky, you know, and it's like, oh, that's yeah. sad. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. yeah. I think you make. I don't a good know. Point. I, just, I think you make an interesting point in that. With Robin Williams, even though Mork is so iconic, he he has the kind of he he can he can use his face enough that can that you can see him in different roles. So that he's been able to transition yeah. to all kind of different roles. Bronson Pinchot doesn't, and they haven't all been they right, haven't they all been successful. Great. Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah. when Robin, especially in the beginning, there like what he did, um, uh, uh, the mini what was that? The something of Gorp Gorp Garp. 
whatever yeah. this movie was. The World According to Garb. The World According to Garb, which I liked, but still wasn't a breakout role for him. You know, we didn't, you know, maybe until Dead Poet Society. You know, right. I mean, because he did some movies like, um, wasn't he in, he wasn't in Moscow on the Hudson, was he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did he movies like that. in Vietnam, you know, it was, it was sort of, it was like everything was Mork, but at the same time, you know, but Bronson Pinchot hasn't been. I, I believe you're leaving out Popeye, which was not Mork at all. Popeye did was a breakout role. Popeye was a breakout role. It was amazing. He was with that It was show. a breakout role. Yeah, movie? it, it was, was amazing. Tremendously. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it took him. I am what I am. And so was Good Morning Vietnam. He got a lot of critical acclaim for that movie. Yeah, he did. He got a lot of good. But Bronson Pinchot, the thing about Bronson Pinchot, which I'm, I'm not going to harp on, on sexuality or anything, but. You know, Robin Williams. Yeah, a few sexually ambiguous people out there that did very well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Maxwell. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about actors. I'm sorry. I'm talking in the I'm talking in the in the eighties, in the nineties, in the eighties and the nineties. Because you know, I wouldn't call Robin yeah. Williams leading man by any stretch, but he was able to play, you know, a, you know, a range of, of parts. And he also had that voice. I think that voice helped him too, you know. Um, and the cocaine. And the cocaine. <laughs> cocaine always. Cocaine I agree. Is, uh, yeah. The hell is a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robin Williams was, you could not hear Robin Williams speak. Whereas, because every time he talked, if, even if everything wasn't funny, he was going to get in at least four on you <laughs> that, were, <laughs> that made you giggle. Right. Whereas Bronson Pinchot is just sort of like, oh, you're playing this guy. I think he's more, uh, Bronson Pinchot was definitely a character actor. I think he wanted to move into more like Johnny Depp territory mm -hmm. to do more like these character pieces. Because according to a lot of stuff, like he had auditioned for a lot of stuff and didn't get mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. I think he auditioned for um, Edward Scissorhands, mm, um, yes. uh, and and some others like some other stuff. That he was really into Tim Burton. He wanted to do more Tim Burton things, and he just never. I don't know. He just you know because I mean you know Tim Burton and Johnny Depp are up each other's ass. So, mm. but it's like it's 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 interesting. I agree that his career has been, I guess, steady. But yeah, not steady, but not stellar. Not, no, <laughs> he's busy, mm -hmm. but he's he's not as busy as we think he should be. I think he should be on stage more. I can see he, him on he a show has, like Gotham or you yeah, know, something quirky. Or he did the Adventures of uh, Lois and Clark. Mm, yeah, he was a, he was a character in that. Hmm. Um. Okay. You know, it's always Marshall, good to see him though like when you see him in a movie when I when I see him in a movie I'm like oh there's Bronson Pinchot you're yeah, I generally, I generally okay. tend to appreciate anything that I see him in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the other but to answer, your, to answer your question Maurice another sexually ambiguous person that I would throw out there that has had great success is Kevin Spacey yeah yeah mm. 
But I mean, is he is he so much sexually ambiguous as he as he is sort of asexual? Right, he doesn't talk about it. Other people have said things about him, Um, but Kevin Spacey does have. He's not one of my favorites, but he does have a presence. You know, he does have a a presence and and. you know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to act like oh, Bronson Franchot is the best actor in Hollywood. Why is why is he in everything? Oh, you know, no. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. And the, and the people that we're mentioning in the same, you know, in the same breath as as him, you know, they, I think they deserve their success. I think Kevin Spacey definitely deserves what you know. Oh my God, he's what, what, he, what's coming his way. You know, you know, as the as the Robin Williams. Um, you know, it might be heresy to say that I I think my favorite Robert Williams things that he did was Mork and Mindy, you know. Um but um so let, let's talk about the other the other uh, main guys because we have Stephen Collins who played what was the show? I never watched it that he he played on Seventh Heaven. Uh, Seventh Heaven, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I remember him from like movies. He would always play like the handsome dad. You know, the handsome dad or the handsome husband or the handsome, which kind of what he was playing here. You know, he's had a little bit of controversy himself lately. Yeah. Just a little. Huh? Just a little. It's just a little. He, you know, he played a character to like young, young women. And, and apparently in real life, he liked really, really young girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. A guy who plays a hyper Christian dad in a TV show is actually a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not sure what sound that was. Okay, it it was. uh, That was my forced uh, gasp. Yeah, he was was clutching his metaphysical pearls. Ah, yes, yeah. But Stephen Kyle's always played like likable. So even in this, he was he was despicable, but he. First, he came across as kind of like. I, I, I disagree. I don't think any no. of the men came across well. Any of the husbands came across well in this movie. Again, he he met up with his wife to tell her to tell her he wanted a divorce, and he decided that he would have one more role in the hang with her. Why? How he invited the other woman to his hotel room? Right. He was the but she didn't know actually slept. She didn't know that he was that they were gonna be there, right? But he, he knew there was a possibility that she right. could show up. Exactly. Well, yeah. God, she knew where he was. Exactly. He was definitely the slimiest of the three. You think so? What about Absolutely. What about Victor Garbers? Uh, no, bailed in the sixteen year old. Well, yeah. He did have the I didn't know she was 16 um, thing, which, which to be fair, they wanted Elizabeth Berkeley to play a 16-year-old. She didn't look 16 when she was 16. Can we talk about, just, a, just for a moment, Elizabeth Berkeley, a bad actress, badly playing a bad actress? I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I thought that was genius. It was a little genius. It, it was a it, it, but was she in on the joke is the question. I don't think right. she was. I don't think she was in on the joke. Clearly she was not. That's why it, that's why it was genius. I, she, I, don't think, 
Because especially after Showgirls, it was like, oh, are <laughs> you director? Can you give me some direction? Just do you, sweetheart. <laughs> right. right. Just it felt like a prequel to Showgirls. Actually, it felt it like did. before she left, like after all that went south, she she went to Vegas. Yeah, she moved to Vegas. Yeah, she, <laughs> maybe because they found out she was sixteen and she had to leave. She had to run. Maybe we've uncovered something. Maybe that's why she had to. <laughs> I thought those scenes were hilarious. The same universe. She moved to Vegas. <laughs> so, it's the same universe. The first wife so cinematic so universe. Morton, Morton Cushman, his character, he always played the same character too. Like, you know, um, he would, he always played like working class guys. Uh, you know, he'd show up on Facts of Life as, as Joe's father. Yeah. Or, or you know, he always played like, uh, you know, Mechanics and that, you know, <laughs> so he, he was a little bit typecast. This, you know, he was definitely a character actor. Uh, I couldn't decide that whether Victor Garber's character was supposed to be kind of heartthrobby or I, I couldn't tell because I'm so used to seeing him as Professor Stein. I can't, I, even then, even looking at him younger, I was just like, was he supposed to be kind of. Dreamy for the time, or yeah, he's been sixty. Yeah, I think so. 60. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They tried so, to make they tried they painted him very Sean Connery, like his beat was real Sean Connery. <laughs> so it was very he was very orange gold. He was supposed to be kind of suave and debonair. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, so I'm let's just talk. Say, mm. let, let's uh, let's talk uh, plot. Ugh. Were there any that... holes that needed to be filled? <laughs> everybody, Every, everybody, that's what everybody needed, right? Mm. No, we're not doing phrasing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still doing phrasing? But I thought, you know, I thought, but I thought this movie was was pretty pretty put together well. Mm. You know, even though it was a little zany and there were some things like, "Oh, I own a building." Oh, you own a building? Yeah, you know, stuff like that. That was just kind of like, okay, that was convenient, but. No, there was some Scooby Doo isms like things. It was so up. much ex machina. Like, oh, <laughs> let's go out on this ledge. Oh yeah, this just happens to be the window washer. Where is the window washer? Where is he? Because he just right. left his shit there. Like exactly. was he on break? <laughs> <laughs> was he on with, break in their house? With the control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is it, this is the uh, um, updated version of How to Marry a Millionaire. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, because in this instance, you create the millionaire and then he leaves you. Mm, yeah. Hmm. How to save a hoe. <laughs> How to save a hoe. <laughs> 
Funny mm. too funny. Anyone have a favorite cameo? See, I don't want to say Maggie Smith was a cameo. No, because she wasn't. She was no. She was intricate to the plot. Yeah, yeah she, I, she, I, I, w- I would never call her a cameo. I think not, my sister said fork. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it just get the fork. Fuck. Fork. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I, I think I'd have to say like, Heather Locklear. Like, please get my fork from that bitch. <laughs> Why? Social climbers on the rise. <laughs> my favorite line of her. I, I, I'd have to say Heather Locklear was was because a, a good cameo has to be someone like really famous, but yet no, like she had no credit. In the movie, there was no credit. She's really famous, but you know she was just kind of there, and I, I think that's a good cameo. Yeah, because um, even for the time, I mean, she was you know people who watch TV mm-hmm. would have been really like, oh my god, this doesn't work with you know. Um, and I was a little bit like that when I saw this. I was like, why didn't they put her name in the? I mean, she didn't really do anything, but I think that look she gave, um, those looks she was giving at, at the tweet. He was squeezing her teddy out of my mess, I was like, ooh. At the funeral. Oh, no, that, that was at the funeral. The funeral. Oh, that was? Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That was I, think, I don't know. I, I, yeah. it, it sounds like Heather Lockley was maybe on set, and they were like, can you do this for us just real quick? Like the, it's it's just, like she was like in the building, like and they were like, "Can you feel like throwing on a black dress real quick and going to do this?" Like it, that's the way her cameo felt. You know what I'm saying? Like it was not planned, and maybe that's why she's not credited. Mm. But um, mine was Kathy Lee Gifford because her bad acting was glorious. Like it is, <laughs> it is glorious how bad she is in this movie. Um, for her first, for her own, like for only lines. When y- you only had one job, interview. Isn't this your job? Is it this right. your job? This is your job. job. Interview. Mm. Not even acting, just interviewing. And we understand you have lines that are that are supposed to coincide with the set with the said interview. However, interviewing is your job, and you still did it poorly. That is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I love so me some good. Kathy Lee. Oh, she makes me want to vomit in my mouth. Which brings me back to that movie that we, I think we talked about last week, a few weeks back, where where someone dissed. uh, They love Kathy Lee, and they dissed uh, that new girl, Kelly Ripa. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, they said one of those movies were watching. They were talking shit about Kelly Ripa and said it's all about Kathy Kathy Lee. Well, one of us was trashing Kelly Ripa. Something, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got me flustered because I'm a Kathy Lee fan. You got me just all flustered. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I haven't watched that show since Kathy <sighs> Lee left. It's been trash. Mm. Kelly, uh, don't get me started on awesome. Kelly. Um, so oh, I forgot there was uh, um, Ivana Trump who. Um, as we know, her daughter is now first lady. Um, and 
Listen. Her, her, her daughter is not our person. Her line, her line, don't don't get mad everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I prefer. I mean, it was delivered with the intensity of a dead, like cat. Don't, like it was just don't very. Don't get mad. Get everything. <laughs> and she, I don't even think she was looking at them. I don't even know if they were. They didn't look like I, they were in the I, same room. You know, I looked at that scene. I'm not sure they shot that scene together. No, they were not in the same room. They couldn't have been. <laughs> don't get mad. Because her eyes were not on them. Get everything. She sounded like a cross between Iman and Ariana Huffington. Oh, I thought you were going to say Iman and, Iman and Natasha. From <laughs> Natasha from Rocky and Bonefrinkle. I want Moose and Squirrel. Moose and Squirrel. Get everything. Natasha Fatale. Crazy Moose and Squirrel. Boris Badenoff and Natasha Fatale. Gloria Steinem, her cameo was just kind of like, there's Gloria Steinem. Right. Yeah, I forgot, actually. <laughs> oh, look, it's Gloria yeah. Steinem. <laughs> yeah. Say, like, oh, hey, girl. Of an old Animaniacs episode. The yeah. author put out a swimsuit calendar. I forgot about little Brett Artuni and the little guy that said, uh, oh, let's make her disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, go to y'all's character. I was like, that's messed up. You know, highlighting and... Uh, so. Alrighty. Let's go to the... Let's, let's, let's see what awards this movie was nominated for. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. So this movie was nominated for an Oscar... Ooh. For best music, original music, or comedy score, 1997. What? Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I like... Y'all are hard. No, this, I, the, most of the music in this movie did not match. <laughs> well, a lot of it wasn't original music. Right. I guess, I guess some of the sort of R&B ballads and stuff that was original for the movie. I mean, it did have some, you know, it had it had some, you know, Aretha and, and Annie Lennox, two of my favorite people. Um, but I don't think that's the music that was nominated, though. No, it was the original. No, it was original the orchestral score. score. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of that wasn't original. Some of that was, some of it wasn't original. Like, it was like some opera, opera music. It was bad. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was bad. So, it was a uh, award winner, the ASCAP Awards, which was uh, not held at Veneta's um, uh, video store, but at uh, Derek's. That's where they have those awards. Mm-hmm. Top box office films. Uh, Mark Shame. I don't even know what the hell that award is <laughs> American Comedy Award uh, Funniest Actress for Golden Goldie Hawn American Comedy Award nominee uh, Diane Keaton. Shaman is a composer. Oh, yeah, crap. he was. Yeah, he was the composer for the. He, oh, okay. he composed cool. the original score for the movie. Yeah, yeah they okay. actually won. They actually won that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's one of the Blockbuster <laughs> Entertainment Awards. <laughs> oh. Yay. 
for best Yay. actress comedy, Goldie Hawn. I remember Yay. when Eric presented her with that award. That was touching. I remember. Um, <laughs> casting Society of America, best casting for feature film comedy. All right. No, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, you know, casting. It wasn't well put together cast. Yeah. National Board of Review, USA, NBR Award winner, Best Acting by an Ensemble. And everybody is listed. And there are other awards, but we won't get into that because the most important awards are the ones that we give out. And we are going to give out a few of our own. And this is going to be like the lightning round. So let's start with the sexiest moment. Mm. Sexiest moment? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, real sexy. Mm -hmm. No sexy? I thought it was sexy watching Goldie Hawn dancing with the lesbians in the bar. Yeah, I was going to say that. She was having a real real good time. Well, (laughs) Fifth had had a bad day. Right, so (laughs) she was was cutting loose. It gave her the ego boost she needed. Right. (laughs) Best musical number. You don't own me. Mm-hmm. You don't own me. Ugh. <laughs> worst that music, was good. That worst was good. musical. Worst musical number. You don't own me. You don't own me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> that was flawless the, right there. The most non-politically correct moment. When she went back with him after he ho-hopped and, and went with that chick, and now she... I, I just didn't get it. I don't think that was politically incorrect. I think that was just stupid. <laughs> um, maybe the fact that nobody took care of the maid. It's... Mm. <laughs> It sounds like he she's probably still working for the husband. Right. Probably. No. I, no I guess they were divorced, so she was working oh, for yeah. for her. So now you know, you didn't kill yourself, she out of the job. Well, but yeah. she got your pearls. Well, you know, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. She's good. I for me, I guess it would be the fact that they never prosecuted old dude that was having sex with an underage girl. Hmm. Okay, so I had a question because I wasn't sure whether she was actually underage because they kept saying everything he does is legal so far as he knows. So I was like, well, did they just trick him and have that printed up? Like, did they run the Kinko's and make that? No, they said that they uh, uncovered actual information. That they had all the yeah. yeah, she was really six. Yeah, I just have a, I mean, that's like Diana Ross being 24 and the web. That's just suspension of disbelief. It's just hard for my brain to handle. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Berkeley was looked like she was about forty five in this. Really forty. <laughs> was this after Showgirls or before? Showgirls? Yeah, it was. This is, it was. It was like the first thing she did after Showgirls. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, so who was the Queen of Shade? Oh, that was uh, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Mm-hmm. What she said. She, oh. She, the, 
Ooh, the tragedy. Your lips. <laughs> Can we just like... And when I saw you, I just thought, mm, she's something. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's somebody. She's, somebody. she's something. She's something. <laughs> so who gets the Mickey Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting? In child acting. So is Elizabeth oh. considered a child? In, this? <laughs> sure, sure. in which case, I still can't give it to her. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should have done that. We should have done that for the last movie. Uh, we could have given yeah, that to little Seth Green. Little Seth Green. Well, I think the little Jewish boy with his bar mitzvah wins. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was good. He wasn't bad. He was, he was charming. I didn't cringe. He was a little whiny, though. Um, all right, so the moment of truth. Let's rate this movie on a scale of one to ten marshmallows. And we're going to start with. <laughs> did you just stick an eye, hey kids? Uh, let's start with you, Damien. How many marshmallows? Um, I don't know. I I I, I liked it better when it came out. Um, rewatching it, there are a lot of shit in this movie that just annoys the balls off of me. Um, Ew. Um, yeah, just the over talking and some of the screeching and the, the everything is supposed I, to be funny all the time, that's, constantly. That's like our show. Sounds like an episode of the View. What? That sounds like an episode of our show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the just the constant, just the constant. <laughs> It was just like, oh my, shut up. Um, so I don't know, but everybody was fine in it. I'm not a Diane Keaton fan, um, but I five five marshmallows. Yeah, that's decent. That's decent. Vanetta. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it when I first watched it. I think I watched it with my mother. And she's a big um, Bat Midler fan. And um, I watched it again. It kind of reminded me of watching it with her the first time. Mm-hmm. As an adult watching it, it's very different. And um, mm. I had my thoughts about it. But overall, I like the movie. And I'm giving it eight marshmallows. Oh, cool. Derek. Anthony. Um, I would rate this movie higher if Bette Midler had not got back with her husband. That just really, it really took a swan dive for me at that point. So I'm going to have to give it seven marshmallows. Okay. Legionnaire. Um... I really enjoyed this movie. I had wished, I wished I had been able to see it in the movie theater. Um, and I would give it a nine, but again, much, much like Derek, I, you know, as much as it was about female empowerment and all that, I didn't like that Brenda went back to Morty. I just didn't like that. I, I would have liked to see her story really focus on. The raising of her son and being a strong woman on her own and and finding love with somebody who really had respect for her because it's like derek said i mean 
you know, it wasn't it wasn't that he left. I mean, he left, you know, for a younger girl and then just kind of, you know, put her ass out. And then all of a sudden it's like now you want to appreciate that she's a good woman. Well, OK, I'm glad you appreciate that. I'm a good, smart woman. Now, fuck off. Right. <laughs> Hello. And Mr. Deadly. Mm, it's all about Goldie Hawn. Mm. And I'm, and her lips and everything about her. <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh, at least a seven point five. I'll give it a little half of marshmallow up on there. Seven point five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've had some pretty decent ratings for this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it a nice uh, solid uh, six. Um, it it has some funny moments. It was it was well acted for the most part. Um, I was disappointed with the ending as well, uh, with, with the with the Bette character. But overall, I liked it. Not never seen it before, so now I can finally say I've seen First Wives Club. I don't know if I watch it again, but uh, mm. I did enjoy it. So, okay, everyone, it's time to report back to your cabins. Your bunk beds are waiting for you. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Summer Camp. Once again, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements on how you can interact with us via social media. Thank you for the intro. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r summercamp follow us on tumblr summercamp dash p-c-r dot tumblr.com follow poppy chula radio on social media we are on facebook instagram tumblr twitter and youtube at poppy chula radio do you have any questions suggestions comments or concerns Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Now, back to you, camp counselors. Thank you. My fellow camp counselors, please wish our campers and the listeners a good night. Good night, y'all. Do it, Morris. Do it to me now. I need it. You're the only one who does it the way I like it. You're the king. Mm-hmm. Everybody say it with me. Don't get mad. Get everything. <laughs> I got nothing. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Good night and lights out.